This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. We'll be focusing on the words from Philippians chapter 4, beginning in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for gathering us here around your word. I pray that the the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be pleasing in your sight, that would be open to what you would say to us through your word. And don't let anything I'm doing get in the way of the work of your Holy Spirit. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, tomorrow marks what what the song says. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's already probably, you've heard this at the the stores, maybe on the radio, that it's, it's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. And as Christians, we do believe that, that When we think about our Savior coming into the world, we think about all the ways that that we want to celebrate and all the reasons you want to celebrate. It is the most wonderful time of the year. And and there are many things that that go along with our celebration of Thanksgiving and Christmas. and, And some of the reasons why it's the most wonderful time of the year are the parties. That you get to to party with your family and friends. That you get to play games and get together and have a great time. All the parties that you're going to have today, tomorrow, throughout this holiday season. All the food that you get to eat. That's my favorite part of this season, right? All the the food you get to eat. All your favorite foods. I don't know what it is for you. If it's the the pumpkin pie or the pecan pie or the, the, the turkey in our family, at Christmas time, we'll be having uh, seafood and things like that. And so it's all the food, all the gifts that you get to, to buy and give away and receive. It makes it the most wonderful time of the year. And then the special events. I don't know if your kids are in or your family is in any kind of concerts or Christmas concerts or winter concerts. Or maybe you're going to see a show. All the different events that go around this time of the year. And, and so it's the, the most wonderful time of the year. But every single one of those things comes with a challenge or a trade-off, doesn't it? It's kind of what that opening funny video was all about. Yeah, you have parties, but it also means you have those family dynamics. That maybe this is the first year that that person that you really care about is not going to be at your Thanksgiving, not going to be at your holiday celebrations for, for whatever reason. Or maybe there's somebody who's going to be there that you wish wasn't going to be there because of all the challenging conversations that you've had in the past about religion or faith or politics or whatever it is. It can be so challenging. And the blessing of of all that food, but also the challenge of self-control, right? 
I always seem to have to buy a new pair of pants when, uh, when January comes around. And, and someone said earlier today, they were, they were saying, I still have last year's New Year's resolution. I'll just, you know, re-up that again. And so all those, those blessings, but then food can also be the easiest coping mechanism with alcohol as well. And, and so you have the challenge of self-control and not feeling healthy or your best. There's all those, those blessings of gifts, but then that comes the challenge or the trade-off of overspending. That all of a sudden at the end of the month, you look at your credit card bill or your bank statement and said, where did all that come from? What happened? And you realize that you were buying gifts for your friends, but then somehow that advertisement looks so good and you start buying stuff for yourself and there's that challenge of overspending. And then finally, all those great special events. But for many of you, your calendar is already booked. You already have every day kind of booked for this next month. And so you're already stressed out about the busyness of the season. And so instead of being the most wonderful time of the year, it feels like the most worry-filled time of the year. And we know that because very often this time of the year, um, alcoholism goes up, depression goes up, anxiety goes up, all the, the mental health issues go up. It's, it's the most worried-filled time of the year. But that's why it's so important that we embrace everything that Thanksgiving offers. That before we get into the holiday season, we start with Thanksgiving. And so that's what I really want to dive into this text. I just got done reading from Philippians. Philippians was a letter written by a man named Paul. He's writing from prison, not the most ideal spot. And yet he's He's beaming with with joy and thanksgiving and he has so many encouraging things to say and he begins by saying this, do not be anxious about anything. Now, if that were an isolated statement, it would be one of the most um, insensitive things that you could say to somebody. I mean, imagine uh, sitting down with your your pastor or your therapist, your counselor or a good friend and and saying, you know what? Man, I just get so worried and anxious and depressed this time of the year, just so overwhelming. And imagine them responding back, well, just don't do that. Don't be anxious. Just stop it. Well, that would be insensitive, except Paul is coming from a place of compassion. He knows what it's like to be overwhelmed. He knows what it's like to be depressed and anxious and sad and stressed out. Um, he gives us a little glimpse into what his life was like when he wrote to the, to the Corinthians. This is what he said. I've worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Five times. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. And I think that's the time he was like half dead. They thought he was dead and he got back up and went back into the city to preach. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent one night and day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have been gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst. I have gone without food. I have been cold and naked 
Besides everything else, I face the daily pressure of my concern for all the churches. When you look at that list, maybe some of the things that we're going through aren't that bad. But I tell you that because when Paul writes these words to not be anxious, he does come from a place of compassion. He knows what it feels like to be overwhelmed. He knows what it feels like to be anxious and sad and depressed and feel hopeless. He knows what that feels like. And so he says, do not be anxious. And here's how you can begin to get over that. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. So whenever you have that feeling, that, that anxious feeling, he says, offer that up to God in every situation. Whatever you're going through, the little things, the, the good things, the blessings, the, the parties, the food, the gifts, the family, the events, all those wonderful things, praying for that open parking spot at the mall that you're just trying to get into the store, pray for the small things, whatever they are, but also pray for the hard things, the big things, the family dynamics, the, the finances that seem to be kind of running away from you, your, your health, all the, the busyness to staying calm and, and, and not being stressed out, all the challenges that you're going to face at work and with the, your family, bring all of it to God, he says. Every time you feel that feeling of, of, of stress or, or worry, present all those to God. But you notice there was a blank in that verse. I, I, I didn't read something. And it's really the, the, the secret to what Paul is trying to teach us. He says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. That is the secret to, to, to season every single one of your prayers with thanksgiving. Season all your prayers with thanksgiving. You know, you're going to have a, a, a turkey tomorrow maybe and, and some potatoes and, and you're going to have green beans and all these things. And just think what that meal would be like without seasoning. But you're going to put salt on all of them. And I hope there's marshmallows on your sweet potatoes, right? That's how they should be seasoned. Everything should be seasoned the way it's supposed to be. So season all your prayers with thanksgiving. All those blessings that you go through, thank God for them. Season all those, those things you're grateful for with thanksgiving. God, you gave me this. God, thank you. And even those challenges that you go through, season those with thanksgiving. God, I know that you're still here with me. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for being here. Season all your prayers with Thanksgiving. You see, Thanksgiving is one of the most powerful things that you can do. I mean, even talk to a secular counselor, a secular therapist. Very often they'll say, the very first thing that, that you can do to begin to change your mental and emotional state is be thankful. See, Thanksgiving has a way of driving out every other emotion that you're feeling. It, it's very hard to be worried and thankful. It's very hard to be sad and thankful. 
It's very hard to be afraid and thankful at the same time. Thanksgiving has a way of kind of blinding you from all those other unwanted feelings. Now, it's not a gimmick, and, it, and I'm not saying uh, it's going to work all the time, but, but there is a way that you can be thankful, and it seems to drive out so many of the other feelings that we have. And that's why this day that we celebrate today and tomorrow is so vital, especially as we enter into the most worried-filled time of the year. That we spend a whole day of being thankful, thankful for everything. And as Christians, the beauty of Christianity is we know who to thank. Uh, We believe what, what the psalmist said, that the eyes of all look to you, O Lord. And you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. And so it is such a beautiful, wonderful, uh, a friend of mine said, the the purest of all holidays to spend a whole day being thankful for everything that you run into. Thankful for the chair you sit on. Thankful for the plate at your table. Thankful for the food on that plate. Thankful for the people around you. Thankful for all the different blessings that God brings into your life. Thankful for all of them. And even if you're struggling to find something to be thankful for as a Christian, you can always be rejoice in the Lord. You can always be thankful for the fact what Pastor Bill told us already today that our sins have been removed from us as far as the east is from the west, that God's happy with you right now, that you are 100% fully forgiven and loved and accepted because of the finished work of Jesus. Now, again, this isn't some spiritual gimmick. And we want to continue to, if you're seeing a counselor or a therapist or, or talk to your pastor, Pastor Bill and I are here always a available and willing to talk as you go through a very challenging time of the year. But if you can be thankful, if you can walk through this season being thankful, the Apostle Paul tells us something happens. He says, Then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God, that's actually what we're all longing for. All these things that we're striving for, whether we're working hard at work or going out to to a party or or getting together with family, all these things that we're trying to do, the actual goal of so much that we're doing is the peace of God. To actually finally have this peace, to believe that everything is the way it's supposed to be. And Paul says that happens through thankfulness. That we experience the peace of God that transcends, goes beyond all human understanding. So I have a challenge for you. See, as Christians, I don't think that we should just make this a one day a year event. As Christians, this is a very heartbeat of our life. This is, this is something that God encourages, even commands us to do. And so here's my challenge to you. Celebrate Thanksgiving through Christmas. We have 30 days from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Celebrate Thanksgiving every single day. What do I mean by that? 
Well, I don't know, maybe some of you have the tradition of maybe going to the store and picking up a, an advent calendar, or maybe you have something like that, an advent calendar, where maybe you open up the little doors on the advent calendar as a family, and, and you prepare yourself uh, for Christmas. Maybe you have a calendar in your kitchen or something like that, and you cross off each day as you count down the days to Christmas. Well, what if this year you took a sheet of paper and for 30 days, you made everybody in your household write down one thing each day they're thankful for, and it's got to be something different. No repeats. What if you put that maybe on the kitchen table or maybe on the, the refrigerator or maybe you do this by yourself uh, and put it uh, um, on your bathroom mirror or by your bedside table so when you get up, you can write something you're thankful for or maybe... Uh, do that at night. But here's the challenge, that you would write something new, no repeats, write something new every day. And I think what that could do is encourage in your heart this, this spirit of thankfulness that would seize in your whole celebration, your whole month with thanksgiving. So that you would continue to experience the peace that transcends all understanding. I think the way I want to do it, I have a daily journal and I think I'd like to write something new I'm thankful for in that journal every single day this next month. Now, again, I don't think it's going to take all the challenges away from this holiday season with all of its blessings and challenges. I think there's a reason why so many people struggle and relapse and, and, and have so many challenges this time of the year because it's not turning out the way they want it to be. But I do think that if we turn this one-day celebration into a whole month-long celebration, we could experience the peace of God. And because of the peace of God, we can turn the most worried-filled time of the year into the most wonderful time of the year. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you we thank you that we're here, that we get to sing to you and praise you and pray to you. We thank you for the pie we're about to eat tonight. We thank you for uh, the time together as a, as a family of believers. I pray that we would continue to grow in knowing each other as we know you. Lord God, I pray that tomorrow we'd celebrate, that we'd, our eyes would be open to all the ways that, that you continue to bless us. And I pray, Lord God, that, that you would lead us into um, a, a thankful month, not just celebrate it for a day, but this whole month, that you would walk with us. And most of all, Lord God, give us the peace that would transcend all understanding to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.